But here's the thing. We spend 90% of our time indoors in developed countries, and yet all the focus when it comes to pollution is on the 10% of the time that we do spend outdoors. And according to the Environmental Protection Agency, the levels of indoor air pollutants in your home are between two and five times higher than outdoors. Hey there, my name is Wendy, and I'm an environmental toxins lawyer who is obsessed with showing women how to toss the toxins out of their life and embrace a more holistic lifestyle. I'll be dishing up bite-sized but binge-worthy episodes on all things detox, low-tox, and what's that toxin? And what is it really doing to my health? I'm breaking it all down for you, separating the myths from the facts and pulling back the curtain on the products and beauty industry. You'll hear my unfiltered and sometimes unpopular, but honest opinions. No topic is off limits. We'll dive into what's really causing our thyroid issues, hormone imbalances, infertility, and more. Think of it as a crash course for all things holistic living, but for real life. You don't have to do everything. You just have to start somewhere. Let me show you how. This is the Detox Dilemma Podcast. Welcome to episode 14 of the Detox Dilemma Podcast, and this is the final installment of our spring cleaning series. So two weeks ago, we talked about laundry detergents. Last week, I talked about dryer sheets, so you can go back and find episode 12 and 13 if you missed out on those and you want to take a listen. Today we're talking about household cleaners, so all the things that you have in your house that you are cleaning your home with. And of course, I will do my thing and we will dive into ingredients. But before we dive into ingredients and household cleaners, I just want to talk a little bit about air pollution. Because most people, when they think about air pollution, they think about the pollution that's outside, the smog that's coming from cars, the exhaust that's coming out. We think of carbon dioxide. We think about global warming, we think about methane, we think about all of these things that are outside. And I think the reason for that is the focus, right? You turn on the news and even in my own job, I review hundreds of bills and legislation for my job and the vast majority of them deal with outside air pollution, regulating car exhausts or other sources of pollution. One of the other big focuses is these low-income economic areas that have higher rates of asthma and cancer, and that is because there's high level of outdoor air pollution in those areas. And I do think that topic is super important, and we need to keep talking about it. We need to continue to do what we can to improve our outdoor air quality. But here's the thing. We spend 90% of our time indoors in developed countries And yet all the focus when it comes to pollution is on the 10% of the time that we do spend outdoors. And according to the Environmental Protection Agency, the levels of indoor air pollutants in your home are between two and five times higher than outdoors. That's crazy, right? And the really cool thing about that statistic, though, I mean, it's not cool that our indoor air pollution is so terrible, but we actually can control what is in our home. We can control where the pollution is coming from in our home. You don't necessarily have a lot of control over when you walk outside your house, you commute to home, you go to your local coffee shop. You know, I used to live on the beach in Ocean Beach in San Diego, and I would walk outside and I spent a lot of my time outdoors. I can't control what the air pollution in the area that I live in unless I move, but that's really your only option. But what you have inside your home, that you can control. Now, according to the World Health Organization, around 3.8 million people a year 
die from exposure to household air pollution. Poor indoor air quality has been linked to all kinds of things. I'm sure you're not surprised to hear asthma, pneumonia, lung cancer, but also pulmonary disease, heart attacks, and other things. The top two sources of your air pollution indoors is from cooking and cleaning. So if you are cooking inside, one of the big things that you can do is open a window or turn on the vent or the fan that you have in your kitchen. That will make a huge difference. But this episode is actually about what you're cleaning with. Those statistics that I'm talking about do include what you're doing your laundry with, so those dryer sheets and those laundry detergents, and how much they impact your indoor air. So go back and listen to those episodes if you want to hear more about it. This specific episode, we're just going to be talking about your household cleaners, so the things that you're cleaning your floors with in your kitchen, your toilet bowls, those kinds of things. Interestingly, disinfectants are one of the highest rated toxic chemicals that you have in your home. And during COVID, the amount of toxins and air pollutants from cleaning supplies in our home increased by 30%, which makes sense, right? Everybody was sanitizing and cleaning everything. It might surprise you, or maybe not, it might surprise you to hear. I actually very, very, very rarely disinfect anything in my home. I might use some hydrogen peroxide in a toilet bowl or two. And maybe if I've got some raw chicken on my counter, I might do something about it. But other than that, all of my cleaning supplies are just cleaning supplies. They are not disinfectants or sanitizing in any way. I am way more concerned about toxins than I am about germs. So let's take a look at what is in your typical household cleaners. In all of those disinfectants and the Lysol wipes that I was just talking about, the biggest issue is quaternary ammonium compounds. These are compounds that are used in disinfectants, and they are known to trigger asthma attacks and even cause new cases of asthma in children. They've also been linked to reproductive issues in animals, and we need a lot more science on this. But one of the other pieces about quaternary ammonium compounds is that they've been linked to damage of mitochondria. Now, these quats and how they cause asthma in children is such an issue that during COVID, the California Department of Environmental Toxic Substances Control came out and told schools that they should not be using disinfectants in schools that contain these quaternary compounds. They're usually found in two different products. One of them is dryer sheets and fabric softeners, and then the other one is these spray antibacterial sprays, Lysol wipes, anything that says it's a disinfectant. Formaldehyde is another issue. It's mostly found in like citrus and pine oil cleaners. 1,4-dioxine is a huge problem. It's a common contaminant in a wide variety of cleaners and detergents. Chloroform, a suspected human carcinogen, is in the fumes released by products that contain chlorine bleach. And then there's fragrance. And if you've been following me and listening to my podcast for any amount of time, You know that fragrance is not from necessarily a flower outside, but it is a cocktail of over 4,000 different ingredients that you don't really know what's in it. And the biggest issue is phthalates, these hormone-disrupting chemicals that really impact women's fertility, men's fertility, and massive reproductive consequences. Phthalates are very, very bad, (laughs) and you should not buy anything that is scented with a synthetic fragrance if that synthetic fragrance is not verified and certified that it is free of hormone-disrupting chemicals. Now, where are some of these 
ingredients. So some products that are on the shelf that you might be familiar with that do contain those quaternary compounds are things like Clorox, Fantastic, Febreze, Formula 409, Easy Off, Lysol, Mr. Clean, Spick and Span. I didn't even know they were still sold. You guys, I don't even go down those aisles. Like I couldn't tell you the last time that I went down a cleaning aisle in a grocery store or a department store unless I was doing a video explaining to people how to find the toxic chemicals that are on the labels. Another one that you might have under your bathroom sink is scrubbing bubbles, antibacterial bathroom cleaner, and extend to clean omega shower foamer. And even though there's little cherry cartoon scrub mascots that make it look like it's, you know, eco loving, they actually contain an ingredient called DEGBE, which is banned in the European Union. It irritates and inflames your lungs. And the European Union banned this chemical in household cleaners and any concentration above 3%. And these products contain up to 10%. Now, one of the brands that probably irritates me the most is Simple Green because what a name, right? It's simple and it's green. It's got to be safe. And while there's some other things in there, the biggest issue for me is this 2-butoxyethanol. It's a solvent known to damage red blood cells and irritate the eyes. It also contains a secret blend of alcohol, xylated surfactants, and a lot of these chemicals are banned in the European Union. And on the actual instructions of Simple Green on this particular product, it says that you should significantly dilute the product when cleaning, but it comes in a spray bottle. Now, practically, how many people are going to purchase something that has a spray attached to it take it home, and then somehow dilute it. So that tells me that people who are buying this product are probably using it at full strength, which means higher exposure to the toxic chemicals that are in this product. Makes me crazy. Some other companies that really sell themselves as being green and are anything but are companies like Method, Mrs. Myers, and even 7th Generation. If you want to know what's in those products, go ahead and download my free green cleaning guide at www.greencleaningguide.com and you can see all of the things that they use that if you were really a green toxin-free company, you wouldn't be using. Things like methyl isotiazolinone, which is such a mouthful, fragrance, and even toxins that are known to lead to 1,4-dioxane exposure as a byproduct, which is a known carcinogen. And I can't have a household cleaner conversation without talking about chlorine. And I understand that there is this cultural thing, especially here in America, where if you bleach something, then it's clean, right? That that smell like bleach you associate with something that has just destroyed every possible germ, every possible everything, and now it is like spick and span. But here's the thing. Household bleach is made from sodium hypochlorite. It's a chlorine-based chemical. It's in a lot of bathroom cleaners, mildew removers, and even laundry whiteners. But chlorine is a big problem for people that have thyroid health issues because chlorine is part of the halogen family, which also includes iodine, bromine, and fluorine. And iodine is one of the two key building blocks of your thyroid hormone. And when you're exposed to chlorine, your body can actually absorb it in place of iodine because the two look so similar. So regular exposure to this can lead to Hashimoto's, hypothyroidism, and other forms of thyroid dysfunction. I think that's one of the lesser known health impacts of chlorine and the use of bleaches. I think it's pretty obvious that if you're using bleach a lot, it can cause coughing, wheezing, sneezing, pneumonia. It's a respiratory irritant. It also can cause headaches, dizziness, blurred vision, all those things. And you know what I have found? Baking soda works just as well. 
and it's super cheap. You can get a big old bag of baking soda. It works great. Try it. So I know what you're thinking. Okay, so what am I supposed to clean my house with? There are so many great natural options. You know, it used to be that your only options were to DIY your own, and that is great. Things like vinegar and baking soda and lemon essential oil, those things work fantastic. And I know a lot of people that that is the only thing that they clean their house with, and they love it. I have a personal aversion to the smell of vinegar, (laughs) no matter how many drops of orange or whatever I put in it. It just didn't kick that smell for me, so I don't do that. There are natural surfactants that come from coconuts and from other natural-based places, so decal glucoside, cocoa glucoside, sodium citrate, sodium bicarbonate, and even essential oils clean really well. They come with antifungal and natural antibacterial properties, so things like eucalyptus and tea tree. You can clean with essential oils, and they work fabulously. Companies like Molly's Suds, Humble Suds, Aunt Fanny's, Attitude, they're all making really clean, great cleaners. And you know, one of the good things about switching to natural cleaners is I bet you right now your cleaning supplies, like you have something for your bathroom, you have something for your kitchen, you have something for lots of different places. So you probably have an inventory and a collection of cleaning supplies and you actually don't need to do that. You can have one cleaner that does clean everything in your home. Vodka is actually fantastic at cleaning windows or mirrors if you want to try that out. Another thing that I think is worth talking about is money and cost because I know that cost is really important to people. And when you're buying something off of the shelf or even from one of the companies that I just mentioned and you're getting a 16-ounce spray bottle of something, 90% of what you're purchasing is water. And so I know that a lot of people are opposed to DIY, but let me ask you something. If you had a glass spray bottle and all you had to do when you ran out of your cleaner was fill it up with a concentrate and then put tap water or whatever water you want up and fill it up. That is so much easier than going grocery shopping, getting in your car, driving to a store and paying you know 10 times the amount for a product or having to order it online and waiting for it than just doing it yourself. Companies like Earthly Wellness has a fantastic concentrate The other good thing about using concentrates is you can make them stronger or less stronger depending on what you're using. So if in your bathroom you want a heavier clean, you can double the amount of concentrate that you're using and use less water and use more concentrate. So I use Thieves Cleaner in my home. In my opinion, after reviewing all of these different companies, and there's some great ones out there, that one works best for me. I just love the way it smells and all of those extra essential oils, the cinnamon, the eucalyptus, and the rosemary just add to the cleaning power of the natural surfactants that are in it. So I personally use concentrates in my home. It saves me a ton of money and I know that I and my family and my animals are not being exposed to these toxic chemicals that are causing air quality to be poor. I will have a link in the show notes to all of the good brands (laughs) not the bad ones. I'm not going to give you that list, but to the good brands, the ones that are truly clean that you can choose from. You know, a few years ago, even these options weren't really mainstream. Like I couldn't pop on Amazon and buy, you know, Aunt Fanny's class cleaner and have it delivered in like two days later on Amazon Prime. It was a lot harder. You had to plan ahead. But now these companies are becoming more mainstream and it's becoming easier and easier to purchase these natural products. 
So that wraps up our spring cleaning series. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And honestly, if you can clean up your laundry and what you're cleaning your house with, you have made massive strides in detoxing your home. I will see you back here next week. And my hope for you as always is that by listening to this, your life is about to get just a little less toxic.